My name's Jade. My name's Teddy. Welcome to Been There. Read that. Now, now I'm tipsy. We're joined by a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself and your cocktail? I'm Kate. <laughs> um, and I, well, I have a tequila sunrise. <laughs> She's exposing us. Um, <laughs> Exposed, right? It's yeah. our first guest, and we're both not drinking the drink that. Tequila is great. I drank a vodka sunrise to begin with. This is my second drink. I just like See, I just can't drink but tequila. The, the thing is, though, I don't care about the sunrise. The tequila is where it's at. You did have a shot of tequila to get yourself tipsy. Yeah, it's great. No, it's, <laughs> I'm loving life right now. Natural. So today we are starting with the book um, Red Queen by Victoria Aviard or sure. Aviard. Or Ab- something. Aviard. Av- Aviard. Aviard. Sure. This happens every time. If you put GR, it would be graveyard. <laughs> so you think it's Aviard? That's because dark. <laughs> that, that took a turn, like, real quick. Oof. Like always, there will be spoilers. Yes, disclaimer we are drunk, there will be spoilers. It's not going to end well for if you haven't read the book and you're going to read the book. <laughs> It's not going to end well for if you... It's not going to end well, period. Like, <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Okay, so this book got a 4 out of 5 on Goodreads. Um, it was Victoria's first novel in 2015. She went on to um, write the series, which has four books in total. Um, the last book is like three times the size of the first book. It it goes up exponentially. She, really she did. Yeah. She kind of makes me think did. of like Harry Potter where you get to the fifth book and you're like, this is massive. This it was the fourth so book and you were like, this is huge. But by that point, all of us who loved the books were like, we need this. I this is got us. to that point and went, I cannot. Because like, you guys please. have conflicting opinions of this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you absolutely oh, love these books. Die hard like, fan of these your, books. <laughs> like your copy of the book is falling apart. It's, it is. It's, it's non-existent anymore. Um, I love it though. <laughs> I could not stand these books i couldn't stand mare as a protagonist i couldn't stand the supporting characters i didn't like the premise kate is making faces <laughs> yes at me. i am i love it i think it's so interesting and it's such a cool take on like because you can relate it to society today and it's really interesting because it kind of comes into like classism talks about racism it talks about homophobia like it's really cool <gasps> a question i always ask is are there gays? So it's really there nice are. that you have brought that up. <laughs> because I think if there's not enough gays, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. There's not many. Of but course. it is it of course. It is discussed and it's discussed quite intensely. I'm the pri- sold. There's the Prime Minister of another Fuck's country sake. is like him and his husband, like they're so cute. Jade, is Thank the reason you. you don't like this book because you're homophobic. Are you homophobic? <laughs> Excuse me. This is, um, this is I am crime. part of the LGBTQI community. <laughs> Don't sit there and sip your drink. Sips the tea. <laughs> Goodness sakes. Okay. It's great. It's a great book. I guess we will launch straight into the main points. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Tequila happen? Sunrise. <laughs> you don't want it? Welcome to the world of tequila. Welcome to the world of real drinking. <laughs> if you don't want it, you can tip it out and get something else. It's okay, you can put it to the side. I'll drink it later. <laughs> the Cataclysm was a series of events. It started with uh, poverty and like stuff like that. And then it went to a pandemic. That's too real. I know. And then there was like nuclear war. And I was like, well, we're not far off. So basically the events of today. So this is happening, guys. Kate's just predicting the future. I am predicting this. Like, we've got poverty, we've got the pandemic, it's next is nuclear war. Yeah, it's coming. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. But so, after this cataclysm, there at some point was a split um, and a new bloodline was born. Like, bloodline in terms of so you were either born with red blood, which we know is normal, or you were born with silver blood. If you're born with silver blood, you have superpowers, basically. That is sick. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna win him it's over really with this. Good at describing gonna, things. Yes, I am. I'm gonna win him over with this. So you had like, <laughs> you had like a certain superpower. So some people are nymphs, where they can control the water. Some people are storms, who can control like the weather. But so then the the red the silver bloods um, decided to take dominance, and they rule the world. 
So they are they in the power. First, they were originally the minorities, and then they rebelled up, and now they are the ruling faction. So know what's happening. Mare is the main protagonist. She lives in her. like the shit heap called the Stilts. What's yes. Mare Barrow. <laughs> like the horse. Sounds like <laughs> wheelbarrow. <laughs> Mare like a horse. <laughs> she has. I can describe you to her because she's described in the book. Describe her to you. <laughs> she, to you. Describe me to her. <laughs> to her. To the tequila has hit. But no, she's cool. I like her. Guys. <laughs> Uh, she's very like oh so she's also um a thief so the thing is so her family thief. she's a thief we love a thief <laughs> do we i do she's a bad girl someone she's steal bad. something from kate and see if she still loves a thief <laughs> <laughs> we love, we a, love thief. a thief unless i am <laughs> being a thief contents of her wallet such as the <laughs> the USB, USB the dongle she's just standing there she's like we oh, well. love we love this <laughs> clicks for the thing <laughs> get your life you got do you boo got <laughs> got a polaroid I got absolutely no cash <laughs> I'm sorry no maybe that's why you. she loves a thief because yeah, she's got nothing worse I am <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to steal from me. <laughs> well, after what you've just explained, I think you are the thief in the relationship. Maybe. <laughs> hey, I showed up. You fed me. You've given me drinks. I probably am the thief in the relationship. <laughs> She's bone marrow. <laughs> bone marrow. <laughs> Fuck. I am. That's why she likes the book so much. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> no. No, she's great. So, <laughs> the book starts with mare is stealing because it's i can't think what the day is but there's like one sunday of every month or something where they stop work so they worked like to the bone kind of like hunger games they worked non-stop um happy day (laughs) and they're like meant to be all happy about it they go up to this like basically like a coliseum um to watch um two silver bloods fight each other with their powers and all the red bloods like cheer and they bet on it and stuff like that and mare is always super against it because she's like this is stupid like they they want us to be happy with this blah 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 um which comes into it later but killorn who is her best friend gets into it and they've been friends since they were like five or whatever grew up in the stilts together also it's called the stilts because um they live on like a muddy plain so all the houses are up on stilts so they like climb up to their house yeah, so it starts with, so they're going up to this thing, blah, 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 they watch that. You kind of start to get an idea that maybe she's not normal. <laughs> she's not like other girls. Um, because she, she's just, you know. Um, not like other girls. Not like other girls, because like, some of the technology annoys her. She goes home with her things that she's stolen. Yeah. And you meet her family. So she has, so Mare has three older brothers, one younger sister, and then her mum and her dad. So her dad is in a wheelchair. He lost a leg and a lung in war. So there is an ongoing war um, in a place called the Choke. So they're they're warring with the Lakelanders, which is another country. Um, And they're constantly at war. And when you turn 18, if you're not employed, you get sent to war automatically. Mare is currently not employed. So she's like, and she's 17. So she's like, I'm going to war in a few months. Like it's happening. Neither is Cologne. Yeah, no, Kalorn is. I thought he wasn't. I no. thought she was trying to get Kalorn out because he wasn't employed. He is employed. Just wait. Oh. See, pay attention to the books, babe. I won't. Kalorn is employed. He's an, a fisherman's apprentice. Oh, yeah. He works on a boat. But then he lost his job. Not yet, though. He's a fisherman's apprentice. <laughs> Don't Build sit the down story. if you're wrong. <laughs> so he's a fisherman's apprentice. Um, and you're apprentice until you are able to take over. Is he a fisherman's apprentice? <laughs> yes, he is. He's a fisherman's apprentice. <laughs> How many times can you say it? <laughs> so she's got like younger sister Giza, who's a seamstress apprentice and is amazing. Everyone loves her. All the silvers love her because she's I so good. Love her. She's cute. She is cute. She's like fifteen or something. Oh, actually, she's like thirteen. She baby. Then she's got three older brothers who are all off at war, um, because they've all already been taken. They're all over eighteen and they weren't working. And then things get serious. So, basically, Mare is seen as, like, the family disappointment. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. She's kind of the family Mood? disappointment. Same. At least true, to uni, Jade. <laughs> My life. 
it is me as a person <laughs> but so she's kind of seen as that so she always feels like her family's looking down on her and all this stuff and she's compared to Giza um but Mare is the only one that can read out of like the ones that are still there so like her parents and her younger sister so she reads like the letters that Shade who's her one of her older brothers sends to them and then so on the night after the the big Colosseum moment um what's his name Killorn shows up um late at night and is in hysterics because his master who was like his his trainer for his apprenticeship has fallen and died which means he no longer has an apprenticeship which means he has a week or something or a few days until he's taken because oh he's God. already 18 that would suck yeah I know right mm. he's like cool I'm set for life because I've got this apprenticeship and then all of a sudden he's a fisherman's apprentice <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah he's like cool I'm not going to war yes I love to fish yeah I just love the fish and the swimming but no but yeah and now he's like cool I'm going to war in like a week and stuff and like he already has a tragic backstory like he's been left by his parents and all this stuff it's really sad oh. it's so sad so they kind of like adopted him to a degree anyway so Mare's like I have to protect you like it's okay I'll look after you You're like a little thing. bean <laughs> yeah I'll get you out of here and she goes to um Will Whistle his name is stupid ass fucking name Will Whistle why is there a name like Will but then there's a name like Trammy like I know right it doesn't make sense anyway <laughs> so he go. she goes to him who like he's kind of like the black market of the like city in oh, his sorry. little like hut van like, she still steals like, shit and then takes it to him and yeah. he like sells it on because obviously right. she can't really sell stuff so Without he's like arrested. you know under the table well, yeah. he hasn't been arrested because he's under the table. Because he's under the table, and everyone's just like. Cool. Now I'm just imagining a person under the table, like literally just. <laughs> just hey, pull under. <laughs> Someone with that jacket, like, yeah. want to watch? <laughs> that is him. No, he's good. Yeah. So she goes to him and is like, "This is what's happening. How can we get out of here?" They want to run away, basically, both of them, because she doesn't want to be conscripted either. Yeah. And she has no choice. Um, and he's like, "I, I don't know if I can help you." And then all of a sudden, from the shadows of his like vancy creepy already yeah little criminal minds but um this woman no it's so let's go okay so this woman her name is farley she's important oh, she can't yeah it's cool, like right? barley but not <laughs> i would like another lemon wine bitters when you're ready <laughs> bartender you're on vodka. Oh, no. i think i might be no. What? That's really sad. Yes, carry on talking. Okay. All right. So Farley comes out of the shadows, right? And she's like, I might have a way to like protect you mm-hmm. and get you out of here. And she says, but you have to pay me this exorbitant amount of money. It's oh, I miss also, So currency is still money. Like Yeah, it's not still. dollars, it's I don't it yeah, crowns. Okay. Potentially. But it's like kind of like the old old days like the 1700s where it's like a dollar was like so much money it's like that because they're also poor um and they live in such poverty like but at the same time electricity is how everything runs like everything is reliant on technology still yeah but they don't have access to it thanks so much what was i saying electricity oh crowns crowns (laughs) that's it so it's she says like a hundred Two thousand. Two thousand. There we go. Ow. She says two thousand crowns, which is like more than they would earn in like ten years, wow. kind of thing. So she's like, "How the fuck am I going to do this?" Uh, <laughs> but she is desperate. Yeah, she's she is. desperate. So she's like, "You know what? I'm going to do it." So Giza, the younger sister, goes to the Sun Court every or the Sun Palace. Sorry, every day in the summer because that's where the royal family goes to, which is just across um, the river or up the river. Um, so she goes over every day to work on her seamstress and work for work for her seam work for her master who is a seamstress. Oh my gosh, this is going well. It's going so well, and do all of that. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna pickpocket and try and steal something that's worth enough that it's gonna get both of us out of here, kind of thing. And Giza's like, okay, you can come. Blah blah blah. So they go over, they catch a a boat, 
they check you have an ID card. It has your blood on it from birth. You know, they can see that you're red blood. It's what like you a do? Suck shit. Hey, like you know. Yeah, like haha. And they put a rand up a rand a red band. A rand. Yeah, basically same thing. A red band around your wrist so that everyone knows you are a red blood oh. while you're here. It's like branding, kind of like Handmaiden's Tale, making them wear red. Oof. Oof. It's intense. Anyway, so then they are allowed in. Giza goes off to her shop that she works in, and she's like, "Okay, I'll meet you back here in a few hours." Um, and Mare goes off and she's her plan is to go and pickpocket and then everything goes wrong <laughs> so there's then this thing on the news like the TVs pop up and there has been a terrorist attack Oof. Oh no! not good but at the same time we don't like the silvers it's the against moment. the silvers it's against the silvers not against who are the, the oppressors yeah the meanies so it gets shown on the news that someone has blown up um, or set off explosives at the main court in like I can't think what it's called but in like the capital the main palace hold up um, they've set off explosives in the main palace and then all of a sudden like the broadcast is taken over by this extremist group who are called um, what are I, they I wrote it down Scarlet Guard Scarlet Guard I was like the, the catchphrase is rise red as the dawn but what are they called the Scarlet Guard I like the name yeah it's good right um, and she, Mare is watching it and she's watching this woman talk and like her face is covered and everything, but she's watching this woman talk and she goes, I know who that is. It's Farley. Who's going to get them out. Oh. She's the head of this Scarlet Guard who, or she's at least the face of the Scarlet Guard who's just set off this terrorist attack. And she's like, shit, what do I do? And then all of a sudden, because she's in a silver court, all of the silvers are outraged. So they want to fight back against the red bloods. They're trying so, to like, kill all the reds. Yeah. So they start attacking anyone of red blood and they start killing them in the middle of the court and she almost gets drowned in a fountain and then all of a sudden electricity goes through the water and we don't know what happens but she's safe and then she finds Giza and her and Giza are running towards the red the main gate to get out um and Giza turns to her and she says did you get what you needed to like get you and Killorn out also context Giza is in love with Killorn she's like a lot of years younger but she loves Killorn like she has a crush um, and then, so they're running and, and Mare's like, no, I didn't do it, but it's okay. Let's just go. And then Giza, who is definitely not a thief, puts her hand in a re- in a silver's pocket to try and take something and she's caught. Mm. And so then the guards grab her. What? We're running up to page 33. My bad. <laughs> I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. But so this is important though. <laughs> yeah. It's important. But so then the, gu- the guards grab her and they're like, you know, the punishment for thievery, we're going to break your hand. And they break her hand really brutally, like it's it's broken quite badly. It's which means beyond she, repair, pretty it's, much. Yeah, yeah, it's completely shattered. They shatter all of the bones in her hand, basically. So she can't. They work can't as afford a anyone to like you know heal the hand because they they're a they're like, a silver blood healers, but they don't help red. And then because she, she's a seamstress, she obviously can't work. Yeah, she can't work anymore. Like her. Yeah, they don't fix her. So she's has a broken hand. She can no longer work. This they go home and it's devastating this is disrespectful i know right like come on it's so upsetting i cried <laughs> i'm Did emotional you really? i'm a cancer we know i cry a lot <laughs> I, I feel like crying now <laughs> i know i cried this this entire series i cry a lot but it's amazing but yeah so she is completely devastated because she loved her work as well her hands broke and she can't work anymore mayor feels so guilty because this has all happened so mayor drops her off at home and then leaves because she can't deal with it so what she does is she runs um, but she she runs problem. from her problems so yeah. she walks around the city all day and then she goes to there's a tap tavern just out of town where like a lot of people who work at the palace go to to blow off steam and stuff like that and she's just pickpocketing out of the the shadows as people come and go and then all of a sudden she's like you know what she's not paying attention she's very emotional obviously and she tries to pickpocket someone who grabs her and then we meet cal and he's like what are you doing um, like I could have you thrown to the guards, blah blah blah, and she sort of breaks down and she's like, you know what? I've had a shit day, and she just blurts it out. And he's like, okay, what's happening? And tells her everything, or she tells him everything. Like I don't have a job. I don't like you know. Yeah, I'm she a just sort of scripting. Like, she's know, like, I have nothing to live for. I've I just ruined my, my family. Like, you know. like this is everything that's happened. And she just sort of explodes. And he's like, okay, and he gives her money. <laughs> and he's like, you need this more than me. Um, and walks her home. Yeah, and then he walks her home, or just to just outside the. Well, that's sweet. Yeah, super nice and super lovely, and like walks her home kind of thing, and then he disappears, and she's like, "Cool, never see." He you says again. he says he works at the palace as well. Yes, he, he says, says he's not. a palace worker, so he just sort of works oh, there. No. He 
he's lying. <laughs> oh oh no. dear! He's lying. You're not wrong. I assume that he's some sort of royalty. Mm. So next day, a whole heap of like, like officers and guards like turn up to our house, and they're just like, "Get ready, we're going to the palace." Yeah, and, she's and like, her family's like, "I'm sorry, what's happening?" And they're like, "We're taking her." And she's like, oh, shit. There's like, like, no context. Zero. There's no anything. She's they certain just, that she's going to be killed. Like, she thinks because she breaks the law all the time by thieving and stuff like that, she's like, this is it. I'm dead. Kind of thing. Um, and then Cal offers her a job. Yeah, she gets a job as a um, palace maid. It's like a, yeah. You know they're serving at uh, Queen's Trial. Yes, yeah. they're serving at Queen's Trial. You know and then, you know, if you just give Kalon a job and then you can say the end. Yeah. Right? That's it. That's that, like would, that would be ideal, yeah. But no. Oh. We wouldn't have a book then. <laughs> we wouldn't have four books. Actually, the, five. The amount of times I've read a book and been like, this could have all been avoided if they had just done this. But at the same time, hindsight. We say that with life as yeah, well. We true. go, all oh, this could have been avoided if we just said this. Yeah, but we don't hindsight. Know. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight. Wonderful no thing. Idea. Oh God, that was too wise. Um, so explain, explain Queen's Trial to us, mm. Kate. Queen's trial. Mm. So I would just like to say that I love that Jay's trying to keep us on track. I know she's trying so she's like, hard and we're yes. so ADHD right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Queen's trial. So one young lady from each house. So there are the like houses of court. Noble ladies. Yeah, so it's like the noble houses. So there's like House Ramos who like they're the strong people. How do you remember the name? <laughs> anyway, it's one like young lady from each of those houses. They basically show their skills and show who is the strongest. And whoever is the strongest of them will marry the future king. So that's how it works. So that's what a king's trial is. Because they want to find the strongest woman to marry the king who is supposed to be the strongest man to then create the They're strongest strong. heir. Yeah. So that's sort of their thinking with it. Yeah, that's, I totally so, give credit. Yeah. Mare's pottering around. She's trying to yeah, serve. Yeah, she's like, like a know. server. And then all of a sudden, like, the, it, everyone goes quiet. The royal family rocks up and they're, like, there to give their speech. And she's looking at them and she's like, hold on. I recognize him. There's the king. There's the queen. There's the youngest son, Maven. Maven. And then there is the oldest I'm son. <laughs> there is the oldest son, um, Kalor. Tiberius Kalor. Also known as Cal, who we met the night before. Why is he known as Cal? His name is Tiberius. Because Tiberius is a stupid name. It really is. <laughs> so the king's name is Tiberius. So it's like a name that's passed down. So he's like Tiberius the sixth or seventh or something like that. So he goes Tiberius by is. literally. Tiberius. It's an aggressive <laughs> name. So he goes by Cal. Like that's his nickname because the last name is Calor. Um. So he, she's like, well, shit. I know the future king kind of thing and yeah. she's like oh and we're here to like find his future wife she's like awesome cool um, I keep doing my thing and she keeps serving and she's sort of like watching Queen's trial happen Today, <laughs> I guess we'll see <laughs> maybe we do love a awkward romance moment mm. do we? yes well, we do, do Jade you're just it's, mad that it's, it's not, not even enemies, enemies to, to lovers. lovers. See, I knew it. You're just mad that it's not enemies to lovers I instantly. Because it kind enemies. of is. It's opposite. It's kind of a Romeo and Juliet situation where it's opposite sides. Do they both die? No, thank God. I no. wish. Almost <laughs> many times. I was so hopeful throughout oh the whole God. series. Oh my God. Anyway, okay. so then she's sort of watching all this happen and then Evangeline metal met who she does metal she's very powerful she's the favorite to win evangeline scomos um she comes out and starts doing her thing and there's she basically comes like, out? <laughs> she does she's amazing is it she's samos or is it Sam- samos oh samos. it's samos it's not scomos samos <laughs> the aussie in me is going straight to scomos <laughs> it's fine it's fine let's go let's go close enough anyways evangeline samos whatever it is she comes out and there's like a dome around them so that they can't hurt anyone else. But she starts manipulating the metal. And so it's an electric field that's around her, sorry. And she messes with the the stands around them where Mare is standing serving this um, other house. And so they all run but because it starts to fall. But someone pushes her and she falls onto this electric field. And she's like, cool, this is how I die. Like, it's about to happen. I'm about to be electrocuted. But she does not. She instead absorbs the power... Um, and goes through the shield. She bursts through the shield. She completely obliterates it. 
And everyone's like, hold on, what the hell just happened? Is she No, she's red blood. Ooh, like a... Yeah. Hybrid. Yeah. She is. Also known as new bloods. Mm. So I assume by the term new bloods that there would be a whole generation of them. Yes. So there are... She is the first publicly known that has red blood with powers. So Evangeline and Mare start to fight because Evangeline's immediately like... She's like, what the fuck? You stole my thunder. (laughs) Is what happens. Um, So she like... They're attacking each other. Did like she's, see it? Yeah. yeah, and it's broadcasted live. Yep. Yes, across the country. Um, like a mayor eventually, like sort of, kind of wins, and the king's just like catch her, like don't let her get yeah. away. They're like you must trap her, and they do eventually catch her. Actually, Cal catches her. He puts up. So his power is fire. Okay. <laughs> so he puts up like firewalls and that, and he fully catches her. And then she wakes up in a cell, um, but someone's messy with her mind. And it is the queen! <laughs> the queen! <laughs> so, yes, she wakes up after being captured. She's in a cell. People are fucking with her mind. She's seen all of her worst nightmares. She's seen her brothers die at war. She's seen all this awful stuff happen. Um, so she's seen her deepest fears, basically. And that is what the queen... I can't think of her name now. But the queen is, like, looking for. And she's seen all of her secrets and all of her she's, deepest like, fears. like, using it against her, pretty much. So yeah. when she finally wakes up, the queen's just like, hey, we are presenting <laughs> you as a silver blood, a long-lost silver blood. Yeah. Um, she's you're like, not this a is red blood anymore. You're living with us. Um, we're going to marry you to the... Like, P.S. You're marrying Maven. Maven, the younger son. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you will be a princess. You. you are silver blood now. How old is Maven? Maven is closer to her her age he's 17 18 as well so they're the same age and cal is like two years older mm-hmm. so like mayor's playing along with everything she's like mm-hmm. okay like i don't want to die and i don't want my family to die so i guess you know because that's the biggest threat to her is. she's like i can't let my family be at risk yeah so she just goes along with it and there's so, like classes that she goes to she has to learn like etiquette and this part of the book is very much filler i found like it was a bit sort of like i thought it was interesting it was interesting but like it it was like filler like when i wrote down my notes it only took up like a small paragraph yeah like it's interesting that you takes up like five pages always I love everything. It I actually took up like three chapters. <laughs> How is she doing mentally? Yeah. Not Does well. She have a she's not here. Yeah. No, no, she really needs Absolutely. one. Yeah, yeah. She's struggling because yeah. she's already she was already struggling, and then all of this happened, and she was like, "Well, this sucks." <laughs> oh, Maven's the one who's by. Yeah, Maven is by. So yes. he says to her, he I explains. I named my firstborn Maven. Maven, <laughs> mm, you might regret that. <laughs> Don't do that. He goes insane. <laughs> So, Maven, we love. <laughs> we love. Um, but basically, he tells her this story, which is true, about a boy he met um, named Thomas. Thomas. It's all okay. in the name. Um, no, so he, when he was nine, he was sent to the front to learn to fight and all of that. Uh, traumatic in itself. Good but place met, for children. Yeah, yeah, great place. War front for a nine-year-old. Um, but so when he was nine, he was sent up. He met a boy named Thomas, who was a red blood. And they fell in love. They were very close, but Maven didn't know how to deal with his powers at the time, and he has fire powers as well. And he he killed him. Um, He didn't know how to handle it, as well as his emotions, because they were linked. Um, And so Thomas died, and it was very traumatic. How did he die? Because of the fire. Wait, I didn't get it. They were like having special time. (laughs) And then he has fire powers. He accidentally set. He got a bit too warm, and then it happened. And then two servants, so Mare's primary servant and Maven's one, they are in contact with the Scarlet Guard. They are part of the Scarlet Guard and they organise. There's like this big thing. They cut out the power, blah, blah, blah. They take them to the greenhouse where they meet with Farley and a bunch of the Scarlet Guard. And they basically question them to be like, why should you be a part of us, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Farley's already like sort of looks at Mare and goes, I know you're in. <laughs> and then looks at Maven and is like, why the fuck have you brought me the prince like he's going to turn on us blah 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 and he tells his story again and he's like you know i have a special reason i've seen what awful things the silvers do to reds and i can't stand it and blah 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 and he's very compelling and it's very emotional and all of that and they're like okay you're both part of the scarlet guard what can you offer us and maven's like well i sit on many councils and you know i can give you names of people that can be taken out 
And I'm like, whoa! And Mare's a bit like taken aback because she's like, I don't want to kill people, but at the same time, things need to change. At this point, she's like that. (laughs) I don't want to kill people, but kill people I must. And she's like, I will join you under one condition. You cannot let my friend Killon join. Then Killon steps out of the shadows and he's like, I hope you're not talking about me. And he's already joined the Scarlet There's, Guard. There is a lot of stepping out of the shadows. In this there movie. is a lot of stepping out. People are like, hello, are you talking yeah. about me? I'm, <laughs> hello, <laughs> was that me? <laughs> Everyone's got like capes and they're yeah. just like, oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> that me? Very like Phantom of the Opera-esque. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't stop. That continues throughout the books. So there's a lot of stepping out of the shadows. Anyway, so that happens and she's like, for fuck's sake, you dickhead. And then they leave. Um, and all of that and then you know some stuff happens they do the stuff she's becoming very good at putting up a wall and looking like a silver while internally hating everyone around her which makes sense yeah they've made her someone that she's not yeah like a big essential price the entire way through yeah Yeah. the entire time evangeline is like this bitch is red blood like she's convinced but she she knows yeah she's so certain she doesn't she know. keeps like trying to like make her bleed pretty much yeah so, like well, and like I mean, attacking her and... she would have seen when she did the thing yeah she watched it all happen um mayor was like a server she saw right? she was a server so, yeah. yeah and they like built a whole story around it and everything but evangeline's like i don't believe it like it's not real that's like the end of the book that's not even the end of the book well it's like it's like halfway through it's not halfway through anyway we'll jump to that well, <laughs> nothing necessary to talk yes, about. Yes, there is. So Excuse in the me, meantime, you're pretty biased because you, don't you are the biased. Book. So in the meantime, Cal and Mare have been building a relationship. So there's this big ball that happens at the end of summer before they leave. Isn't she trying to be with Maven? Yeah. So she's betrothed to Maven. So her and Cal, like, they're trying to just be friends because he's betrothed to Evangeline. But like, he is taking her out at night to teach her how to dance because they have this big ball at the end. It's really cute. He has like a little speaker and they dance in a, a ballroom and stuff. They have a speaker. Yeah. Shit. Wait. They are like. Is this a? They are well developed with technology. That is a thing that keeps coming up. Okay. Cool. cool. They do like balls and stuff, but they are advanced with technology. They For some reason, I had no towns. idea what time period this was. It's weird. It's in like... It's a mystery. It's in like the 22nd century. Like it's the future. It's the future. But at the same time, everything blew up. So they have like technology, but they don't have technology. Yeah, like they don't have phones, but they have speakers. Like it's weird. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's bizarre. Anyway, so it's really cute. They do all of that. But at the same time, Mare and Maven are forming a really beautiful connection as well. Oh. Like, he's always there for her. He looks after her. He stood up to his mum for her, who Maybe was scary. Maybe, like, a love triangle situation. Going yeah, on. it's very oh, much no. a bit of a love triangle. But with... However, they're still silvers, and she's still red. So there's still that divide. And there's a lot of struggle there. And then they're working towards this party, right? This ball at the end of it. And while Mare is out dancing one night, Maven... Um, is waiting in her room for her and she comes back and she's like what are you doing here and he's like you weren't here and Farley came and saw me who was our rebellion person um, and he's like oh I had to give her names of people to kill at the ball and she's like oh okay so there is a hit list of three people at the ball that they want to kill that is going to stop um, basically shut down a lot of things in the um, so they're on the hit list mm. And the plan is that they go to the ball. Mare is going to stop the lights with her electricity powers. Uh, She's going to... Reynold, Irel, Thomas, Samos, and Ellen Macanthus. Yeah, so they're the three that are on, like, the hit list. So the plan is that they show up. Mare's going to black out the entire palace. The Red Guard are going to be up in the balconies. They're going to shoot those three, and then they're going to leave. So that's the plan thus far, right? If it goes to plan, amazing. Nothing could go wrong. Right? Nothing ever goes to plan. <laughs> Nothing ever goes to plan. So, the night of the ball, Mare is freaking the fuck out. She's so anxious. She's dressed. She looks beautiful. Her color is, colors are like purple and silver, which is amazing because she has purple lightning. I had to mention that. Her lightning is purple. Surprise. Wow. It's super cool. Cute. So, her colors are like purple and silver. Anyway, she looks fabulous. She rocks up. The royal family all meet out. So, it's like her and Maven, the king and queen who are ourselves to each other because they don't even like each other. Oh. Um, and then Cal and Evangeline and they all rock up and they have to go in and they have to greet everyone and Mare really struggles because she has to greet the people that she has sentenced to death her and Cal have another moment where they sort of like chat 
Yeah, I know, right? And then her and Maven are having the dance, and then all of a sudden, Killorn comes over and he's like a server and oh, gives her. That bitch. I know, right? He goes to offer her a glass of champagne, and the signal is for her to take a sip of champagne and start dancing, and then there's one minute from there. So he's like, are you ready? And she's like, I'll never be ready, basically. Takes a sip of champagne and starts dancing. And it's one minute from there that everything will kick off. So 60 seconds later, she there's like a signal. She pulls all the electricity out so all the lights go. The three shots go out and it's descended into chaos. Really? We don't know about Ptolemus yet. But he's the one that we really wanted to die. Right? Yeah, because he's an arsehole yeah. and he's Evangeline's brother. And then... Um, so there's all the chaos. Cal runs to Mare yeah. to check on her. Maven's like ushering his mother out. He runs straight to uh, Cal runs straight to Mare to check on her, and she finally lets go of the electricity because it's so much, and he like helps get her out. And then as soon as she's out of the room, there's an explosion. Does Cal know that she's? He has no idea. Okay. He's loyal to the crown. Nice. Yes. Okay. This is where their conflicting okay. interests come in. So explosion. There's an explosion. As soon as she's out of the room, so her she has like a, a special security guard who is one of her best friends now. Um, he gets her out of the room and there's an explosion from inside. The explosion wasn't planned, but we don't know this yet. She didn't know about the explosion. Um, he takes her down to like the, the secure room with the king and the queen and the royals and all of that. And they're all freaking out. The queen's weirdly nice to her and she's a scary woman. So that's sus as fuck. Um, and she's like, are you okay? Like, what happened? Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's like, I don't know. Like, Cal went off to try and find them, all of that. And then Cal appears. And he's angry. And he looks at Mare and he goes, you need to come with me. And everyone oh. follows because they're all like, we want to see what's happening. Oh, nosy bitches. I know, right? Well, I would do the same. Me. Um, they all go to the dungeons and they have captured four people. They've captured Farley. Um... Tristan, um, Walsh, who was Mare's, like, handmaiden kind of thing, like her little servant, and Killorn. And Cal recognises Killorn because he met him when he took Mare home. So he's like, how do you explain Killorn? And she has to think quick on her feet and she's like, fuck, how do I explain knowing this guy who's clearly just been a part of a terrorist attack, but how do I not implicate myself or Maven? And she's like, oh, you know... He was working in the mills because they're like a, a paper mill sort of town on the stilts. She's like, he was working in the mills. There's a death sentence there. So I got him a job and I got him to work in the kitchen. So I got him a job. I, how was I supposed to know like any of this was happening? And they're like, okay. And then they start to torture Farley. No. And it's the most brutal form of torture. Oh my God. Cool. And then Ptolemus, who was supposed to die, comes barreling in alive and well to the dungeon and he's okay and Evangeline's like oh thank god you're here and we're all like motherfucker like why are you here he survived his armor was good and he controls metal so like he wasn't taken off guard enough (sighs) anyway he rocks up and he's pissed him and Evangeline not happy so they killed Tristan who is Farley's second in charge and then Mare walks up to Ptolemus and just touches his neck and shocks him and like sends him into a seizure with her electricity and she's like we need answers we don't need dead prisoners kind of stuff and she's very like queen like and everyone's like oh shit um and then they make end up making the decision that they will leave them until morning when the queen who is obviously a whisper and can look inside their brains can come in and and interrogate them because she's currently off terrorizing poor red staff servants so like okay and in Mare's brain she's like cool I bought myself time to get them out because they obviously know that Mare and Maven are a part of it so then they do that they all go off and Mare's like cool need to get them out and she goes straight to Julia so he helps her because she believes that Mare he believes that Mare is the future that he will save that she will save them all he believes a little bit in equality which is promising We we love inequality friend (laughs) i don't know but anyway so he's like yeah cool like i'll help but i'm not happy about it um and he doesn't really use his powers but he's gonna use his powers for this and they get her friend her bodyguard friend i cannot for the life of me think of his name but they get the like bodyguard friend to come and help her 
and he does it unwillingly he doesn't know so he goes to her room and he's like hey what's up and she's like oh i just want to go and get some food like i'm hungry blah 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 and he's like yeah okay start walking and then julian like bewitches him with his singer ways and then yeah so they head straight down to the the dungeons and there's four guards there so they go down and she has to com- mayor convinces them that she wants to basically torture them to get some information out of them and they're like oh yeah like we get it and they believe her and they go outside and she talks to them and she's like tell me about she refuses to let them out at first and she's like tell me about the explosion she's like they're all like what explosion she's like it exploded you killed people and farley's all confused she's like what bomb there wasn't a bomb what are you talking about turns out one of the bullets hit a gas main and then cal lit his hands on fire he calls the explosion he was the explosion i think my like aftermath line was between this and the last thing because what it says it? maven should not have been trusted she now likes cal who doesn't like when people are murdered <laughs> what <laughs> Does anyone like no oh i think oh because i'm pretty sure maven was like their collateral damage like it'll be fine like this is all for the cause and he was very much trying to justify the murders and she was like but there shouldn't be any murders yeah fair. like she was really struggling with cal was getting cranky about the people who were murdered too because like you know he's like he's very he's very straight down the middle he's very black and white there's good and there's bad and he airs on the side of good like he doesn't he's yeah he's very black and white with his thinking so he's like these people are bad Maven lives in the world of grey. We'll just say that. Maven's shady ass. He lives in the world of grey for the moment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we love him. We love him. But yeah, so that all happens. And (laughs) yeah, I'm going. Um, That all happens. And then, so they're finally like, that didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. They get them out. They confuse all the guards. They make them forget and fall asleep. And they fully get them out of the palace. And there's a really cute line where they're like, I love that. There's a really cute line though where I think it's Walsh is like, I really hope that one day you'll be queen. Like, imagine a red queen. And like, there's like mention to the name of the book. Like, it's really cute. The name of the book. We love the name of the book. The name of the book tells you. One. End. It's pretty much the only time it's mentioned. The end? No. The end. Mate, if only. But yeah, so that all happened. And then she goes to bed and she's like, lol, no one knows. No, nobody needs to know. She has no idea. The queen knows. Anyway, the next day she wakes up, everyone's packing up her stuff and she's like, the fuck is happening? Everyone's packing up the entire palace and they're all leaving because they're like, nope, not dealing with this shit. We're going home. Fair. So they're all going back to like the main court. Um, they get on a boat. Her and Maven are hanging out and she's pissed at Cal. Like she's really angry at Cal. Yeah, yeah, I've got this bit written down. Yes. yes. She ums and ahs a lot and decides that Maven's radical views are the only way? Question mark. <laughs> She chooses him and tries to appeal to Cal, but he says nah. That's later. This is the boat! She doesn't appeal to Cal yet. That's like four chapters away. She's just mad pissed at Cal. Because Cal's like, this is all for the best. Like, the crown is the only way. Like, trying to smooth it over. And Maven's like, nah, nah, what they're doing is really bad. And she's like, you're right. What they are doing is really bad. And because she sees her people being whipped from the boat Maven. physically i'm here emotionally gone I'm in the court yeah i'm with the queen Maven. we're just hanging out like... we're just in our feels right now i'm and with maven because he sounds hot please show, please show me the fan art for maven is attractive as fuck like i have not been attracted to a cartoon before Oh, Maven and Mare, they have a kissing moment. It's really cute. We love. It's really good. Cal's a bit cold because he finds it. Oh, Cal and Mare have already had a kissing moment. My bad. The night before the ball, they were having, like, dancing practice, and he kissed her, and they kissed each other, and it was really romantic. They make it to Whitefire Palace. That's what it's called. The, like, main court. It's called Whitefire Palace. (laughs) They make it there... Um, they get in the car, they go, there's this press conference. And Mayor's like, oh, fun. I just want to go to bed. There's this press yeah, conference. Fair. And they decide to make her speak at the press conference. Who's they? Who decides to make her speak? The like king, the and, the king queen. and the queen. They don't like her. No. Still. Yeah. They decide that it's going to be really great if she gets up and speaks at the press conference and puts in these new mandates and measures for the red bloods. Because it's basically like 
her diminishing because they sort of see her as a symbol of hope a little bit because they're still not sure if she's red or silver or what's going on they see her as a little bit of a symbol of hope so then she stands up and she goes right and she has to read the speech and the speech is basically saying anyone who is 15 conscription age has been lowered to 15 they're going to war if you're 15 or over and you're not working you're going to war like I've worked, like, my whole job is working with 15-year-olds. Yeah. If I imagine those 15-year-olds going to war, like, honestly, right. the idea is quite comical. Like, I know it it's shouldn't be, scary, but, like... Actually, it's... imagine giving a 15-year-old a gun. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just... No. no you just... <laughs> At 25, I couldn't go to war. Like, I would not be the one you want at war. I'd be the one that gives away your signal, because I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Jaden opposite trenches being like, yo, what's happening? <laughs> hey, do you have any more grenades? <laughs> Did you see the TikTok I sent you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just me dancing in the trenches. <laughs> I got him to message. Come on, answer me. <laughs> like, that's what it would be. Yeah, anyway, so all of that's happening. So basically, she's lowering conscription age. And so then all of the red bloods are blaming her for it. But she's just reading the words. Then they go to Whitefire, and then <gasps> the book. Okay, Julian. So Julian knows. Julian Ju- is the singer. Yes. Yep. The uncle. So Julian knows that everyone will know that he was involved in helping the prisoners get out. Mm. So he disappears. He tries to run off to Delphi, which is another country. Um, but he leaves Mare a book because they were very close. And she's looking in the book, and she realizes that he has put in basically a list of all of the new bloods that ever lived. He's gone through and he's found them. There's like a mutated gene and you can see it in their blood work because blood is taken at birth. And he's gone through and found them all. Shade is one of them, who is her brother who died. He's one of the new bloods. So she went, okay, he was killed because he's a new blood. So a, a big thing that they realized that was happening was they would be get sent to war. And that's when their powers would first show because they were like in danger right. or whatever, like yeah. she was. That's when their powers would first show. So then they would kill them. So she was like, shit, my brother's been killed. Like my best friend has been killed because he was a new blood just like me. So I'm yeah. going to avenge him, blah, blah, blah. That's also the reason she joined the Scarlet Guard. Anyway. Yeah. And then, so she's read that and she's like, okay, I have to find them. And then her and Maven are doing like a press tour, basically. And they're going out and they're seeing the press and like blah, 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 all that stuff. And she gets a message from Farley being like, meet us at this theater at this time. And she's like, okay, cool. And tells Maven. And they go to the theater, they go in the private box and then the show starts and they get private time and they have a makeout session. Gross. They have a little like makeout session and then You know what? Good for them. They show up. Yeah, we love we love a makeout session. Mm. And then so they show up and they like follow us and they get on like an underground train, which they don't know what a train is at first, and they're like, ooh, the subway. Aww, it's cute. That's um, and they go and they're freaking out because they go into the wash. The wash is like the radiation zone, it's New York. It's the radiation zone though. I've discovered it's New York. I've looked at the map that many times. It's New York. But it's like um so radiate so affected by radiation that no one goes there there's like sensors and stuff (laughs) you okay (laughs) um (laughs) but so there's like sensors and stuff so they're like freaking out but they show up and there's no radiation because the reds control the sensors so uh it's actually a civilization there of reds who are free and blah 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 yeah it's great they all work for the Scarlet Guard anyway they then have a meeting so it's Maven Mare Killorn and Farley and they have a meeting and she shows them the book and the list and it's the first time that Maven sees it as well and they come up with a plan and the plan is Maven comes up with the plan that's important Maven comes up with the plan and he says you know does Maven come up with the plan he does Maven comes up with the plan <laughs> Shit, Maven comes up with the plan <laughs> go figure love a Maven plan his plan is that Mare talks with Cal the night before and says, you know, like, gets them talking. They're not. So Mm. she's refusing to speak to him. Cal wants to talk to her. He's in love with her. He wants to talk to her. But she's like, no, you're the enemy. Like, you believe all this silver bullshit. She thinks that he's fully silver in the worst ways possible. So they're not on speaking terms. And Maven is like, Cal loves you. Like, he'll listen to you. And she's like, don't be ridiculous. And Killon's like, yep, I see it. 
Killon's also in love with her. There's a Everyone's love. in love Everyone's with her. So it's... For Maven. no reason. It's only three of them. It's Maven, Killorn, and Cal. Love only her. Only three people in love with you. That's, That's a lot of people, isn't it? Too many. Too That's many. Too many. <laughs> Could you imagine deal, dealing with that much That's drama? That's a lot of like, pressure. That is a lot of pressure. There's too many men. There's <laughs> too many males. I just mm. can't deal. Chuck in a female. See what happens. Be interesting. <laughs> Keep it interesting. Chuck in a Eventually. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine? It would be so good. That would be a really good plot I've not explained Evangeline's story yet. We don't get to Evangeline's story We don't really see it in this later. book, though, no. You'll love it. Don't even worry about it. I think you'll it. love Evangeline. We've got, like, two chapters left. Oh, my let's, let's Anyway, anyway. So, the plan is she's going to talk to Cal the night before, kind of grease the wheels, see what happens, and then they're going to... There's this bridge in Archeon, which is the capital um and so there's like the white fire palace there's this big bridge which is full of like um it's like multi-level bridge and it's full of like restaurants and cafes and like bakeries and like little shops and stuff like that and then there's like the rest of Archeon, which is where the silvers live and stuff so it's like their home and that so the bridge is really important their plan is to blow the bridge up at like okay. 4 a.m when no one's around kind of thing so right. they're like we don't want anyone to get hurt but we want to fuck with them as they're all rushing towards the bridge, Mayor's gonna go to Cal, be like, This is our situation, this is what we wanna do, we can make it equal, blah blah blah, reason with him basically, and then go to the king and organize like a ceasefire and like an agreement. That's the plan. That's not what happens. And all the all the reds of the Scarlet Guard are gonna be like in the sewer system basically to like pop up. Like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they're ready to pop out like the Ninja Turtles delivering a pizza. They're ready. Um and then, so they're like, whatever, let's do it. I'm just choked on shit. Because Mare and, ironically, they should listen to the women. Mare and Farley are like, that's a stupid plan. Killorn and Maven are like, you can do it. And Farley and, and Mare are like, Meh, I don't think so. But they do <laughs> It's it. like, we'll go along with this just to prove you wrong. Pretty much. <laughs> like, that's what ends up happening, basically. So they're like, whatever, we'll do it. And then they go to bed, and then at like 4 a.m. they get up. And there's the explosion, and so there's Farley, Maven, and Mare are waiting in the shadows. We're back in the shadows. Always. Mm. <laughs> back in the shadows. Back in the shadows. And they watch as, like, all the guards run out of the barracks, and, you know, Cal appears and that, and then Maven, uh, Maven, Mare runs out to Cal, and is like, you can stop all of this if you listen to me and you do all of this, blah, 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 and she starts to have a chat. And you can see he starts to consider it, and then all of a sudden he sees, like, Maven appears, and he goes, no, this is wrong. And he goes, no, I disagree with it. And they arrest them. Oh. Farley runs, gets into the sewers. Like, they run away, but they're firing down into the drains and all of that. Um, and then Maven and Mare are arrested. And they're taken away. And they put into a silent stone room. So you don't know what silent stone is yet. Silent stone stops all powers. So they go into a, like, silent stone room. And it's literally just Maven and Mare who are handcuffed. Cal, who is, like, helping to escort them. Um, and the king and queen. And they're all going to have a family chat. Cute. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And this is where the trouble kicks off. Oh, the trouble hasn't already No. Apparently off. not. <laughs> no. You thought. You thought wrong. I did. And then the queen takes over. She starts. Oh, no. She's, she can. She can mind control. She can. <laughs> she whispers her way in and she stops. Oh, and an Arvin is there as well. Who. Um, stops people from using their powers. He's like the human version of Silent Stone. Okay. Arvin. Anyway, so he's like stopping them from using the so powers. They're a, it's a killer, basically. Pretty much. Um, it's like a soundproof room, so none of the guards who are loyal to Cal can hear them. She has Arvin take the handcuffs off of Maven, and she's like, Maha, my secret plan has worked. And she starts to explain it. Goats! As, as the evil villain she is. They both do, actually. Um, and they both go on about how you know they planned a coup they Maven's have. going on the throne exactly they plan to overthrow the crown because they always fell well the queen always fell because the queen put all of her thoughts into maven the queen always felt that the king didn't love him the way he loved cal no bit sad it's a bit sad because he it's also he always put that forward with mayor saying you know i'm the shadow of the flame and you know, Cal's the flame and I'm his shadow and blah, blah, blah. And she felt that because that's how she felt for Giza. So she related so well right. and stuff like that. However, he put a lot of that forward because of how 
um, the queen had looked into her mind at the very start of the book and seen all of her deepest fears. And then Cal's like, well, you're my brother. I love you. Like, what are you doing? Because they were very close as well. Like, they played games every night. Like, they played chess together every night. Oh, and stuff chess. like that. Like, they were very close. Yeah, because you're, you're my brother, Anakin. I loved you. I loved you. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the king is like, you're my son. Like, of course I love you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope, you never loved him. Blah, blah, blah. And she forces, because she can control actions as well with your brain. Because she's in your brain. Because yeah, she's yeah. in your brain. She forces um, Cal to pick up the king's sword no. and behead him. Behead the king. She forces him to kill his own father. And then she calls in the guards and frames him. She's and just she like, frames it was motherfucking him. cow! Yeah, and she turns the cameras on in that moment where, like, it's just... So you can see, like, him beheading him. But you don't see any of the... You don't like, see like, anything like, like, else. You just see him beheading him, the queen screaming, Maven crying and, like, shouting that they're traitors. And then Mare is finally released from her bond and she's finally like, we have to run. Like, we can't stay here. Like, this is bad. So they try to run. So they both try to run and they obviously captured and they put in... It's called the Barrel of the Bones. It's the worst of the worst sort of, like, prison. And it's all made of silent stones so they can't use their yeah. powers. And silent stone is really bad so it's not only they can't use their powers it physically drains them and it slowly kills them Aww. because it's taking everything away from them but so they put in there and maven comes and visits them oh he comes and visits and it's an amazing moment it's an amazing scene so he comes and visits and like cal is like how dare you do this like you've you've killed our father and he was like no brother you killed our father and he was like not by fucking choice mate like and all this stuff and and he turns to maven turns to man and he's like oh you will always choose my brother you'll always choose cal and he'd seen like cctv footage of cal kissing mare before the ball oh, and all no. of this stuff and he's like you would always choose him like that was the final straw kind of thing like you'll never choose me i'll never be the one you want and mare was like i did choose you you were the one i chose you were the one i loved and she was like now i choose none of you she was like, I choose me. Feminism. It was, it's a great moment. She's mm. like, I don't choose you. Because he's like, if you choose me in the... Maven even goes, if you choose me in this moment, I'll save you. Like, if you say it's me, I will save you. And I'll get you out of here and it'll all be forgotten. But they both forgot that she had a third option, which was herself. Um, and then it's their turn. And the thing is, so they've decided they're not just going to kill them. They want to show. He wants to watch them suffer. Aww. So, and they want to show that she isn't actually special so maven's a psychopath maven is a psychopath so no, they want to show that she's like maven. i know right it's brutal guys are attracted to psychopaths yeah i'm concerned but the thing is the issue is i then read the later books and i'm like oh poor maven and i'm like he's a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> poor maven because like his mother oh. fucked with his mind but like <laughs> maven and he's attractive but poor maven anyway so they want to prove that she's of red blood and they just tricked everyone that she tricked them all and she was actually using technology to use this like electricity oh, okay. so there's an arvin there who silences her yep. so she can't use her powers um and they have to like battle their way out okay do you remember um, when she said the ball wasn't in the middle of the book she said it was at the end of the book yeah i was wrong i was wrong <laughs> it's because i always read it i'm like this is where it's going to end because that's where you naturally think a you book would is think gonna so, end yeah. on the cliffhanger and then it just keeps going and it's like more cliffhangers and it's the most intense book i've ever read in my life all of them are. it's a bit stressful honestly it's a stressful book but i like fucking Mortal love it and then it just keeps going just kept going i honestly i thought it was going to end after the ball i was like yeah makes sense and then you read the ball bit and you're like i'm halfway through and you're like oh my god i'm not emotionally prepared it's amazing though it's, it's like when i read a book and like everything's all wrapped up in a neat bow but there's still like a hundred pages left oh. and you're just like Yes. What? I no. Surely you would just like, what's happening? Close the book, and then you go watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like none of this now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. But yeah. Okay. So she's. It's going to be her and Cal. So Mary and Cal have to battle against five of them, and basically the five of them are there to kill them. And so they start battling, and Cal is like, "I will protect you for as long as I can." To Mare, and Mare's like. I'll do my best, but I got no powers. Like, this is me. Kind of <laughs> Wasn't thing. raised to it's fight. Like, Look. Got nothing. I'm scrappy, but I'm not that good. Like, <laughs> do what I can. You know, might one-two someone in the face. Yeah. 
And so they all start fighting and, you know, Carol's trying to protect her. And then it just sort of gets to the point where she's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to find myself. And she ends up tricking the Rambos into killing the Arvin by accident. Oh. So he throws something and it takes out the Arvin, <laughs> who is, like, stopping her powers. And then she's like, hells yes, now you're all fucked. Ooh, she got the shooty shoots again. back. <laughs> so she can use her electricity again, which is great. Um, and she starts fighting them all and they're all like shit scared of her Um, and they're all fighting and eventually they're starting to win they've taken out almost everyone and they look up and they're like haha we've beaten them and they look up at Maven and they realise that all of the people have been evacuated and they're like well this is bad and they've sent in soldiers to kill them Um, and they're like well shit so they start to fight and then all of a sudden um, Mare uses draws lightning like from the sky like a lightning strike and starts to strike them with lightning which she has never done before and takes a lot of power and she passes out as a lot of people start to come out of like a ditch that they didn't know was there and she sort of you don't know what's happening and blah 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 she passes out Aww. and then she wakes up and she's on the train with the Scarlet Guard and so you find out it was the Scarlet Guard who had come out to save them she wakes up and she's got her head in someone's lap and she doesn't know who it is and she's like oh it's somewhat familiar and she thinks it's Cal or it's Killorn and then she sees them across the compartment and she's like wait who the fuck am I lying on and she looks up and it's Shade her brother who had died who was still alive he's back he's back and it turns out he was alive he faked his death because he's a new blood and he can actually teleport yeah um in, that's his power. Yeah, that's his power. So he had been found out, but he was already working for the Scarlet Guard, um, and he knew Farley quite well. Um, and then, so they decided to fake his death so that he would be safe, um, which ironically helped to put all of the events of the book in place. So yeah, she wakes up and she's laying on Shade's lap. And that's pretty much where the, the book ends there. Yep. Huzzah! We have reached the end <laughs> of this very short book. Yes. <laughs> so... I drew this. That's you. Based. <laughs> While I wasn't like. I, was I love it. You. It's perfect. Based on what Kate has <laughs> told you about the book mm-hmm. and what I have uh, <laughs> also said, You're not I'll right. give my review, which okay. is a two and a half out of five. What? Yeah. Uh, Kate? A five out of five. Like a 12 out of five. I love this book series. It's so good. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, Theo. I'm going to. I'm going to give it a four, which is a very that. Very that. I think that's a win for so, me. So you reckon you'd read it? Look, this series is becoming more not I'm being convinced to read it, but more like a am getting it told to me and I, I'm You could listen it. to it. I listen yeah. to them on YouTube, if I'm honest. Like, it, I, I would honestly read it. It's like good. It feels like something I would actually I think you would love it. It was, oh, I wrote some notes. <laughs> I can't remember where oh, I wrote God. the notes at. I hate all the characters was one of my notes. What? There is next to no world building. I can't imagine anything but white. When you say there's no, next okay. to no world building. I so disagree with that because it's so descriptive. Like it talks about, so the Palace of the Sun, it's all the sort of, it's all glass and the light's constantly streaming through and you can see the flowers. And then the white fire, it's all white marble, which is why it's called white fire. Uh, and then I the, just, like, I didn't get grand. any of that from it. I really? thought it, like, I thought it was the just bridge, really bland. I picture is like, you know, in Venice, how they've got the bridges. I picture it like that. And it's, but it's like stacked more. I can see it. She can see it. She can see it. Yes, I can. Now it's time for Internet Opinions. One star. <laughs> I just can't do it. Two stars. Good Lord in heaven. Two stars. I wish I had kept putting this book off until I died. One star. Reading Red Queen was like receiving sour candy when you were expecting more of sugary sweets. One star. This is the warm-up version of The Hunger Games. Two stars. Red Queen, more like trash queen. <laughs>
Thank you, Internet, for those <laughs> wonderful opinions. My they upset me. <laughs> they upset me so much. It felt like Jade was writing them directly <laughs> to me. She's actually, she's, she is a, all of them. Yeah. You know what's really funny is I didn't actually have to go digging for these <laughs> terrible reviews. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. That's it's such a polarizing book. You either love it like me or you hate it like Jade. Like there's no in between. Mm. It's one or the other. So you either agree with the reviews or you're like, with. Join us next episode when we will be reviewing A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair. It's a play on the story of Hades and Persephone. So fun. That sounds... And don't forget to follow our socials, which is Read That Now I'm Tipsy on TikTok. And on Instagram, it is Been There, Read That Now I'm Tipsy. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.